Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart. Hey, did I get your attention? We're doing something special for the next month. We're going to focus on now business. Like how do you generate income today, right now? My name is Jesse Zagorski. You probably know me as one of the regular hosts here, producer of the Agent Power Huddle. I'm also a broker associate with eXp. And what I keep hearing over and over again is agents that truly need to shift their business. The market shifted, they need to shift and they got to close the deals today. And so whether you're a brand new agent this series is for you. Experienced agent, this series is for you. It doesn't matter. Agent on a team, team leader, we're going to give you strategies and techniques to figure out how to scale and grow your business to close deals today. Not in the future, not tomorrow, today. This is what we're focusing on all month, the techniques, the strategies you need. So welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Agent Power Huddle. I am live with all of you. Good Wednesday morning. I had to look to see what the heck day is it? <laughs> I, does it feel, is it just me? Does it feel like this week is like flown by? How are we in the middle of the week already? It has just flown by. I'm Amy Izzo, if you don't know me, I'm here every Wednesday on Agent Power Huddle, spilling the tea, spilling the real estate tea with you guys. So um, this week, I want to talk about consults, the importance of buyer and seller consults. I want to make sure that we don't get away from the basics, especially now. You know, uh, several of you are on here um, with me live. I know, and we may not have our cameras on, and that's okay if you can't have your camera on. But if you can turn it on, I'd love to see you and feel your energy. Thanks, Jess, for helping me out. Oh, there's Kim. Appreciate that. So give me like a thumbs up or a nod or anybody feeling like, whoo, this has been a tough month and a half. In real estate. Anybody feeling that? Yeah, I'm feeling that. Yeah, I see some thumbs up. Thank you. So I'm feeling like, wow, even with the transactions under contract, man, they're tough. I don't know what you're all seeing, but I'm seeing buyers and sellers not wanting to cooperate, <laughs> kind of duking it out on price and more than normal negotiation. Um, just every little problem of the earth is coming up in these real estate transactions. And then really, um, as we have people coming in to inquire about buying and selling, just an extra layer of cautiousness um, than, than I've seen before. And hey, you know, I can understand why buyers and sellers would feel a little bit more cautious than maybe they have in the past, right? So I can understand that. Um, we, we've, we're just coming off of a market where people were getting interest rates under 3%, right? In the twos. And even someone a little credit challenged or not the best credit scores could get a three or 4% rate. And now they see rates between five and seven and they're like, oh, the world is ending, right? And sellers, you know, they their observation has been home goes on the market, 32 showings, 12 offers in 24 hours, right? And now they're seeing longer market times. And now they're seeing price reductions. And the messaging is we can get sellers to negotiate. We can get sellers to pay closing costs. Two one rate buy down paid by the seller for the buyer, right? To get that lower rate to get people into homes. So there's a lot more strategy out there that involves buyers and sellers working together, negotiating together. 
the I don't have to do any repairs. The buyer lays down and gives their whole life away to get a home. That's really over. Will our, will we start to see some of that again? Well, I'm starting to see some multiple offers in our market and spots. So, and you know, the all the industry experts that you know, if you follow Barry Habib on MBS Highway, uh, or any some of the top economists, they're all saying, you know, we will see the fives and for interest rates just naturally, probably by May. No, who knows for sure, but that's the forecast. Um, and I know if you follow Barry, he has predicted this successfully in the past. Rates up, rates down, what's going to kind of happen with the market. Um, he's And he has predicted uh, what's going to happen with a recession, right? So then you've got buyers and sellers that are like, well, I don't know if the housing market's going to be good in a recession, right? So we're hearing some of that too, and whether you believe we're in a recession or we're headed or you don't believe that, no matter what your political beliefs are, these are the messages that are weighing on buyers and sellers' minds that we've got to educate around. And so I want to talk today about the importance of consults, buyer and seller consults, more than ever before. I've always had the process in my business where I meet with a seller to consult with them, whether that's on the phone, on Zoom, or at their house, right? I meet with a buyer to consult with them, typically on a Zoom like this, minimally on a phone call if we're not meeting in person, and if I really need to, on the first showing, right? Because once in a while, I'll get a buyer that doesn't consult with me up front and wants to go see that house. I... My practices, everybody gets one for free. So doesn't hurt me to go see a house. I will meet them at one house and I'll do my consult on the spot and then get all the stuff done. Um, that's just how I've always done my business. And it's really worked well for me over the last 10 years. So, but I'm telling you, as I do my consults now, I'm spending more time in consultation with buyers and sellers than I've ever spent before and really digging in to what are their concerns? Um, we're hearing a lot of, well, I'm not, I'm not ready yet. I'm on your website searching all these homes, but I'm not ready yet. Well, what, you know, finding out from them, well, what does ready mean, right? Why are we not ready? What would have to happen for us to be ready, right? So those kinds of questions really digging in. And sometimes what we're finding out, did I lose you guys? No, I got you. Sometimes what we're finding out is, it's just some of these beliefs around the market that's getting in the way and making our buyers not ready. One of the client, one of um, actually one of our team members um, in another state shared on a call. Um, it was as simple. She started asking the question to the buyers when they say, well, I'll be ready in March. Or I'll be ready in August. Hey, what's the magic about March, right? What happens in March or what happens in August that makes you more ready? And um, she's starting to uncover some of these things. One of the things she uncovered recently was someone's getting a pay raise next month. So it was as simple as something personal that she just hadn't, they hadn't told her before. And so they really felt like, well, I have to wait till I get that pay raise, not really understanding the process and that, hey, 
hey, if you're going to buy in the next 12 to 18 months, now is the time to start to have the conversations with us, first of all, and then also with our lender partners so that we can get you lined up for the market wherever that sale falls. So making sure that you have this time with your buyers and your sellers to really consult with them and really talk to them about what is happening in the market and how does it pertain to them? And bigger than that is what do they need, right? What is the right time for them? A big conversation I'm having with sellers in our seller consults, um, especially when they're selling and buying right? At the same time. What do you think, somebody help me, what do you think a person that is selling and buying for sure this year, what do you think they're concerned about? What's a big concern you might be hearing? Houses being on the market longer and interest rates fluctuating. Yes. And so what about the interest rate really is on their mind? That they're going to pay more that they're going to pay more because their rate's probably a lower rate. If they took advantage of the last two and a half years and refied, right? They've got a 2% or 3% rate. Yes, not being homeless, Kim. I do hear some of that. And although I would say inventory is still historically down, right? We still have a shortage of homes. We do have a few more on the market. We're just not where we need to be. But I understand that too, not being able to find the house I want. I have a couple that's been looking for four months and they're not looking unrealistically. We just can't find what they really want to hit the market. Um, It will, we will find it. So it's just, some of it is when they started, Um, but we'll find what they want. So uh, it's not a matter of they're being unrealistic, but it is taking time. And they actually sold a home and they're living with family. So that sounded really good for the first two months, but we're like four, almost five months in and they're not feeling too hot about living with family anymore. The the shine has worn off. They're ready to find a place, but you know, it's staying the course to find the right home. So we're out there trying to find, you know, off-market deals, whatever we can do, which I think is something we're always doing, right? As realtors, if you've done this for any length of time, that is something we should always be doing. But I'm having a lot of conversation around just that. Well, I'm going to leave my 2.5% interest rate to buy that house over there with a 5% interest rate or five and a half or six. Wow, what a difference is how is that going to change my buying power? Am I really going to get as much for my home um, as I think I am? One strategy we're using is to make sure we're talking about both sides of the financials with the seller before we list their home. Right. So part of the consult is not only what we were health sell for and how did we come up with that and what will you profit? What do you have to do to get ready? But also, how do we take that profit and apply it to a purchase? And what would be the strategy on the purchase so that you can understand out of pocket? What is your out of pocket going to be? What is your loan type going to be? And then also, um, what is that interest rate going to be, at least for the time being, right? Until we can, until we get into a refi period. And what are the strategies we can use if we've got some nice profit from the equity in the home? What is a strategy we can use to buy down the rate or whatever it is we can do on the other side, right? So they really understand both sides of the financials before they make a move. For some people, they have an option. They don't have to make a move right now. They might want to, 
right? I'm tired of this kitchen. I just want to be in that neighborhood now. I'm just tired of waiting. So they, but I'm, how tired are they? Right. So if the financials don't make sense, they may pause. They may choose to wait. Right. But if the financials do make sense, what I'm finding is, and in a lot of cases, I'm finding they do because one advantage is a lot of our sellers have a lot of equity. Right. They've been in these homes for a little bit and they have equity. So often I'm finding the financials are working for the sellers. And as a result of that, they're moving a little faster even than they had planned. Especially when we talk about the fact that we're coming into the spring market, <clears throat> you know, as we get busier in the spring market, more we're already seeing mortgage applications up nationally. So that's good. More buyers are coming into the market. There's not that many more homes, but there will be. So as we continue to see that trend, we're going to get busy this spring and we're going to start to see some multiple offers. I'm already seeing some. I already have I have a really, really great buyer now that, um, well, she's a great buyer in terms of she's a great human. She doesn't necessarily have the strongest pre-approval. She's got a good one. We know we'll show close, but she can't really compete. She needs some closing costs. Um, she's FHA, you know, so I, those are things I can't change. And so in a multiple offer scenario and her price point, lots of multiple offers under 175 in this market is her price point and lots of multiple offers. And she's losing, she's losing to conventional people, same stuff we saw last year. She's losing to conventional people. There's, she's not the only offer. There's six, seven, eight offers in, or I get the offer in first and the seller's like, I'm going to wait out the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so we can expire our offers here, but that doesn't really help the buyer necessarily in a situation like that. So we're starting to see some of that happen here in the Midwest. And I'm sure we're, I'm sure some of you are seeing it in other markets and you'll see more of it as we get into springtime. So, you know, our sellers really have a lot of equity. So in a lot of cases, when we can show them the financials on both sides, partner with our lenders as a part of that, um, we can make we can help them make decisions and sometimes help them make move sooner. You do also have to face that some people are going to wait. So I will say if you help them make the decision to wait and stay in touch with them, right? Because that's the right thing to do for them. When the time comes, when they're super tired of their circumstances, they're going to work with you. The key is you help them make a decision that's best for them, not about our commission checks, right? And then you stay in relationship, in touch with them. So I feel like your consults are so important now because you're educating on all of these things that we're talking about. You're getting to hear the concerns. How are the messages in the media or amongst consumers that are talking to each other, translating into somebody's buying or selling process, right? And what is it that they're really thinking? So now you have an opportunity to catch those things and then say yes and, and help them understand whatever information they're missing, right? There's usually blanks that we need to fill in for them because they just don't know all of the things. Um, many of my buyers don't know that they could get a 2% um, rate reduction through the 2-1 uh, rate buy-down strategy. Is it a great strategy for every buyer? No, but it is a good strategy for a lot of buyers. And it is a good option if they really need to buy right now. Kim, let me grab your question. Kim says, how do you know, how do you get someone to pull the trigger if they can't find something? I have sellers who want to relocate in another state, but can't find anything that they like there. 
So I would say you can't, right? You can nurture them through the process and stay supportive, right? But you really can't get them to pull the trigger if they're not comfortable. Um, If they don't have or don't want to have a plan B, like if I list my house and sell it and I haven't found anything I like, I'm okay with renting. I'm okay with staying with family. If they don't feel good about that and they want cash in hand and then go shop, so or they want to find it, get it under contract and then get the cash in hand rather, um, you just have to stay in touch and nurture them and support them. I would give them all the options. So I would keep reminding them of where we are in the market. So where what I'm telling sellers now is homes are taking longer to sell. So if you want to be sold in March, you should already have been listed. If you want to be sold in May, you should be listing right now. Because you're going to have some, John and Jen just had one, you're going to have some that go on the market and sell in one day, right? Someone's been looking for that ranch home in that neighborhood. Yeah. Yay, Jen. Someone's been looking for that ranch home in that neighborhood you priced it right. It hit the market. They love it. They scooped it right up. But that's not the norm. Go look at the average days on market in your MLS right now. Here, it's anywhere between 90 and 120 days, especially over 300,000. A little bit less under 200,000. But if it's a good house and it's priced right, I've had several go like this. I have some waiting out the market, right? They're on the market, but that it's taking time. Buyers have some choices and they know that. And they also know, well, another home is going to list another, and they're being more cautious, especially because their buying power is different with a two to 3% higher interest rate. Their buying power is different. Even though the rates are normalized. If you look back prior to 2020, for the last several years, rates were between five and 7% based on what, um, based on what your credit was, based on what your debt to income was, based on what kind of a risk you are, right? Not just based on the daily rate. So, you know, if you are in a down payment assistance program, because you don't have all the money saved, that's a great tool for you, but you're paying a higher interest rate than the same person that has the same loan as you, but is not in a down payment assistance program, right? Some of these programs require higher interest rates and consumers don't know that. So I really implore you, to make sure you're doing these buyer consults and your seller consults and know what's happening and why it's happening and be ready to share it. I had an agent I was talking to and she said, well, I'm just afraid to sound like a know-it-all. Like I'm just like, tell them too much. I'm like, no, here are their concerns and share. One strategy I use is um, I ask permission. So I listen to everything they have to say, even if I disagree with everything, even if I think everything they think is that they are saying is wrong, I never tell them that. I always go, great. Do I have your permission to share some additional information with you that might help you on these points, right? Some, however, you would say that, guys, that's how I would say it. So however you would say that, people never say no. Of course, they want me to share what I know. I ask permission and I'm going to help them. I told them that, right? They never say no. They always go, sure, yeah. And then I can go down their points and I can say, and I don't have to disagree with them, even if I do. I can say, yes, interest rates are higher than you've seen them over the last two years. Let me take you back pre-COVID. Right. Let me show you historically what they've been. So while they're double, they're normalized. And we have no reason to think they're going to go back there that low anyway, anytime soon, because none of us could have put 
predicted the pandemic and kind of what that brought. And none of us have a crystal ball and know if it will or won't happen again. But it's highly unlikely because you can look back 30 years, we didn't have anything like this, right? So it's highly unlikely to repeat. Uh, and then you can share with them, you know, what's going on relative to rates and what are experts saying, right? What do we think is going to happen? We don't know, but what do we think? And all of that will take place inside of a consult. So your consults may take a little bit longer um, than they have in the past. A typical consult for a buyer, I want to focus on buyers because right now, um, because I want you to have listings, like go get your listings. But I want to focus on buyers for a minute because we we do see mortgage applications up. We do see people coming into the market. And I want you to grab some of those buyers as they come into the market and they're visiting your websites, right? Things like that. Um, it's typical consult in the past for me has been, um, of course, education, but a lot of well, what is it that they're looking for? What is it that they want in a home? Like getting them to dream about the home, right? Then talking to them about the process. Here is the process. I even have a chart that I go over with them. Here's the selling process. Let's walk through the selling process. If they're more experienced, I might skip some of that. If they're less experienced, I'm going to spend more time there. Hearing their questions. What questions do you have? Do you have any concerns about the buying process, right? Really hearing their questions. Do they own a home? Do they need to sell a home? So many of your buyers that have a lot of questions own only one home. And so sometimes they do have questions about what would it be like to sell and buy um, and walking them, even though they've, and sometimes we assume, well, they bought a house before, so they know they bought one house, folks. <laughs> they don't know. They need a refresher and who knows how engaged they were in buying that first home in the process, right? Or if they were just signing and going, we all know this happens, right? So really walking them through, but also um, sharing with them proactively what is happening in this market, addressing the elephant in the room, even if they're not asking, talking to them about um, why it's important to get with the lender early, right? Is I've got people getting with lenders now for next year. I know it's February of 23 and I'm trying to fill up the 2023 pipeline, but I've got people for 24 getting with the lender now. Now I'll tell you what'll happen. Some of those people will buy earlier than 24 because they'll see some good news and I'll be able to revisit with them um, how we know for sure prices will be up in 24, right? In my, at our area, we have appreciation every year. So you're going to pay more next year for the same house this year. That we can say confidently. And for some people, if they can do it now, they're going to want to not do that. They're going to want to buy this year and not next year. And for others, their circumstances are going to be of such that they need to go next year. So we'll stay in touch with them all year long right? That'll be the key. Follow up, follow up, follow up. So if you're feeling like, geez, we're working doubly hard right now. We are. We've got people that are more cautious um, and we've got, and have really valid concerns because of the market they just saw and now what they're seeing and they're drawing their own conclusions. One of the things I'm telling my team is, and we actually did this in our team meeting on Monday, not only to spend more time in the consults and really share and educate and hear what people's concerns are, but get on social media and start sharing your knowledge. 
This is the time. We've been saying it for years, but I would say this really is the time to get out and let your network hear your knowledge and really share in those two minute or less sound bites. Really share enough that you get people a little education, show them what you know, and get them curious and start reaching out to you. You really utilize your reels your Instagram, your Facebook, your TikTok, whatever your jam is to get, even if it's a talking head video where you're like, hey, I want to talk to you about this 2-1 rate buy-down program. Hey, I want to talk to you about how you can get your rates buyers 2% lower than whatever they would be for you right now. Um, I talked to an agent or one of my agents this morning said she's running into people with great credit, but high debt to income and they can't buy. So she's going to put a video together on great credit doesn't mean you're pre-approved. It's not, that's not the only factor in getting, in buying a house. You can have a 780 or 800 credit score and not get approved because you have too much debt, right? And if you don't have any money saved and lots of debt and great credit, it's really not going to help you. And there are, she, we're running into that, right? So she's going to do a video on that. I had my team on Monday in our team meeting brainstorm for like eight minutes, really, Everything they know under the category of buyers, you can do this under the category of sellers, right? Everything they know about that a buyer would need to know about. Just make a list. What's everything you know about? That's your video list. And yes, you could use scripts and you can use other things that are out there. But what's your opinion? What do you know? What are you saying in your buyer and seller consults every day when you're talking to people? What are you telling them? How are you answering their questions? Get on a video and start sharing this. Uh, my group is doing a video a day challenge for the next 30 days. Every day we're posting some kind of content that we want to an audience we want to target, right? To help get out in front of even some of these consults, right? To help get more of these consults, to get some buyers and sellers curious and go, I want to talk to that Amy chick, right? I like that thing she said. And then they message me, right? Or they call me up or they text me, right? So I want I want to see the same for you. I want someone to go, I want to talk to that Patrina chick, <laughs> right? So getting, not only getting really sharp and invested in your consults, but then take the that information you're sharing in these one-on-ones and get it on social media. Get over, I know this is not a video. Bye, John. I know this is not a, a video to buy your console, Age of Power Huddle, but I'm just going to take a minute to say, this is how you look and this is how you sound. Get over it. I don't like how I look. I don't like how I sound. I was showing my team videos on Monday that I do not like of me that are posted. And they're like, those are great. Those, are, I said, I know. But when I see them, this is why I don't watch them. Well, I will never watch an Age of Power back. When I see them, this is what I hear and see, but I still do it, right? Because someone out there needs to hear me and see me. And hell, when they meet with me to buy or sell, this is what they're getting, <laughs> right? This is what I sound like. This is what they're getting. Sometimes I sound like Minnie Mouse. Like I have a high-pitched voice sometimes. So I don't like my my two front teeth. <laughs> They're a little crooked. So, you know, there's things like that we pick on ourselves, right, about. And so we just have to put that in a box um, and really hone in on your processes. And then let's start sharing proactively on social everything you know, just in little two-minute bites. You can do it. Shoot and post. Do not watch it. Shoot and post. One take, you guys. I don't care if you say, um, I don't care what you do. Shoot and post and get it out there so that people can 
see what you know, right? Um, I read a quote earlier and I, I thought it was so good. Um, I'm not, can't remember it right now, Ugh. but the gist of it was um, marketing is like saying that you're great and why you're great, but, but content is delivering your knowledge is showing people what you know, it's delivering your knowledge. It's just showing people what you know. And we do that every day, one-on-one in our buyer and seller consults. When we meet a person, we talk to them and we move them to the next step. We're doing that because we're sharing what we know with them and they have confidence in our ability to help them with whatever their problem is. Their need to buy a house, their need to sell a house, the need to do both, right? Their need to become an investor, right? Whatever it is that they're trying to do, they have confidence based on our exchange of information in us. You can get that same thing through social media. So start sharing. If you're not sharing already, share, 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 share. Um, Well, when you're a brand new agent, your full-time job, that's a great question. Your full-time job when you're a brand new agent is to get the knowledge. I have brand new agents that are recording videos right now, right? So have you, I don't know where you're at in your journey, but I would say, have you met with your lenders? Do you have a good mentor, right, in place? If not, let's get you those things. If you need help with that, message me, right? Um, and let's really, I would challenge you that you know more than you think. So in, in what you don't know, you can learn and share. So I know an agent that documented their journey from new till now. It's been, now they've been in the business, I think, two years. And they documented all their learning, put it on YouTube and shared it. And it really helped them build their brand and their business because he chose to be vulnerable. But I have my agents. Okay, what have you learned about loans, right? Two of my agents are in their early 20s, never bought a house. Like, I mean, 21 and 22, early 20s, never bought a house, never owned a house, didn't know anything about a house, are licensed real estate agents. And They've been learning though. They've been learning. They've done a couple of transactions and they've been learning. I said, let's document what you know. They know all the loan types, right? They can do buyer messages all day long. They know all the loan types. They know the differences between the loans. They understand inspections, right? They understand the buying process. They understand how it starts. They understand credit scores. Like we've taught them that, right? Do they have to think about it for a minute? (laughs) Yes, they do. I did in the beginning too. So share what you know, how you ingrain into your scripts, the knowledge that you need to help buyers and sellers is through teaching other people what you learned. The more you teach people what you've already learned, and you can do that on social media while you're trying to develop your pipeline, the more you teach people, the more ingrained it becomes in you. It becomes your words and not words you learned in a classroom or words a mentor taught you or bullet points on a piece of paper. It's how it starts, right? It starts as just bullet points on a piece of paper. Also, why can't you interview your experts? So can you bring your lender partner on? Can you bring your title partner on a free Zoom account and do a little interview with them? Right. And share that information. I think there's a lot of strategies when you're a new agent. So I don't don't feel like I'm a new agent. So I don't have anything to share. It's just not true. And I would say this too to new agents. Not all new agents are like out of high school, 20, like some like I was a second career agent. I was a new agent 10 years ago. So, but I had a 25-year corporate career. And in the beginning, I didn't realize that. And I didn't give myself credit for the fact that that knowledge transfers. So whatever you've been doing, if you've been running a household as a mom, if you've been in other line of work, 
what are the skills and now and what is the knowledge there that translates here? It's there. I promise you it's there. And utilize that to help people get ready for this market um, for every market, not just this market, but for every single market. It's not the market. It's us, guys. So have a great day. I hope that was helpful. I'll see you all next week. Take care. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.